From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. Last night, Juneau Police Department seized narcotics at the Juneau International Airport. JPD Lieutenant Craig Campbell has this report. On May 10th, 2023, at about 10.30 p.m., members of the CCAD Drug Task Force contacted 36-year-old Washington resident Corey Christopher Hawthorne at the Juneau International Airport as they exited the plane. CCAD officers contacted Hawthorne on suspicion of transporting controlled substances from Washington State to Juneau. During the investigation, CCAT officers located the following controlled substances in Hawthorne's luggage. Approximately 5,000 blue pills with the imprint M30 suspected of containing fentanyl, 22.21 grams of fentanyl powder, and 450 grams of methamphetamine. Hawthorne was arrested for two counts of misconduct involving a controlled substance in the second degree, a Class A felony, and one count of misconduct involving a controlled substance in the third degree, a Class B felony. He was taken to the Lem Creek Correctional Center. The seized narcotics have an estimated street value of approximately $110,000. CCAD, Southeast Alaska Cities Against Drugs, is a regional task force comprised of municipal police departments from Ketchikan, Juneau, Sitka, Haines, Skagway, Petersburg, Huna, Wrangell, Craig, and Yakutat. The Alaska State Troopers, the FBI, the DEA, and the United States Postal Inspection Service, and the Coast Guard Investigative Service. House Bill 66 is an act relating to homicide as a result of controlled substances. Yesterday, amendments were reviewed in the House regarding HB 66. Amendment 8 proposed that a prisoner convicted for a felony for conduct involving manufacturing or delivering or possessing with the intent to distribute a controlled substance, Schedule 1A and 2A, would not be eligible for a good time deduction. Representative Sarah Vance spoke in support, saying it is not right for a parent who lost their child due to a drug overdose to have to watch the dealer get up to a third of reduced time. These people were convicted of a crime of dealing the most heinous drugs to Alaskans. When we have to look at crime and the matters of justice, I often see the scales. And right now, the conversation that I've heard is all about the criminal, which many of them are victims themselves. They're addicts. We've heard that. But they've been convicted by clear and convincing evidence that they are guilty of, of dealing drugs to Alaskans. But where's the conversation about the, the victims, the moms, the dads, the, the aunts and the uncles, the families of the, fa- uh, of the ones who've died? Representative Sarah Hannon spoke in opposition of Amendment 8, saying it does not only pertain to fentanyl and heavy dealers, but could affect other offenders too. A teenager, an 18 or 19-year-old who delivered a mushroom to their roommate. They may not have exchanged money. They are not a drug kingpin. They're not manufacturing, but they were convicted of drug delivery and are now not eligible for any good time. So if our presumption was they were an addict, they were using, they shared with their friends, we now say, and when you go to prison, you're there till your sentence is done and we won't supervise you. I think it is a harm to both our prison system and our communities for people reentering to not have 
good time as a provision. Amendment 8, proposed by Representative Sarah Vance and Representative Mike Cronk, did not pass. The vote was 17 to 23. Amendment 10, proposed by Representative Andrew Gray, did not pass either. His amendment was to make House Bill 66 in regards to fentanyl deaths only. House Bill 66 has been advanced to a third reading today. Representative Sarah Hannon also joined Action Line to talk more about this. You can go to kinyradio.com for the full story. Isabel Grant with the Defenders of Wildlife joined Capital Chat to talk about deterring bears. Their program started in 2019 in the Kenai Peninsula and has since expanded to include Southeast. They reimburse 50% of a purchase up to $500. So Defenders of Wildlife has an electric fence incentive program and it's designed to reduce conflict with bears. So garbage, gardens, fruit trees, chicken coops, Things like that are all very attractive to bears. They smell good. They're a very easy food source. So when bears are kind of continually coming into communities looking for that food and expecting to find it, it can create situations where people and bears are at risk of serious harm. And so the idea of this program is to incentivize people to install electric fences around their bear attractants to keep people and bears safe in the community. Grant explains how the electric fences work. The electric fences provide both a physical and a psychological barrier. So when bears run into the fence, they receive that shock. It's a very strong incentive to not return. There is a free event next Thursday to learn more about the program. So we have also partnered with Alaska Department of Fish and Game to host a bear awareness and electric fencing workshop on Thursday, May 18th from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Alaska Department of Fish and Game headquarters in Juneau. And so that would be the building on 1255 West 8th Street. Coming up next on News of the North, Senator Lisa Murkowski emphasized the U.S. role as an Arctic nation. Alaska Robotics is hosting their fifth annual mini-comic convention this weekend. Coming up next with Jordan Lewis. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski recently hosted leaders from five Arctic nations in Washington, D.C. as part of a conference of the Standing Committee of Arctic Parliamentarians. Murkowski, who serves as vice chair of SCPAR, helped lead discussions on Arctic policy and the future of the Arctic Council whose chairship will transition from Russia to Norway this week. Canada, Denmark, slash Greenland, Iceland, Norway, and Sweden, as well as an Alaska indigenous representative, attended. Senator Murkowski says the Arctic's future must always be determined by the people of the Arctic. In her floor speech on Tuesday, Senator Lisa Murkowski emphasized the U.S.'s role as an Arctic nation. Senator Murkowski says she's particularly excited about the future of icebreakers. We have authorized now six icebreakers. We have fully funded two. We are pushing hard to advance a commercially available uh, icebreaker. My hope is that we will get that resolved this year. Coast Guard is committed to it. Administration is committed to it. We're all in and we need it. We need it because right now, and this is no, this is no great secret here, but the United States has no, no icebreaker, no polar strength icebreaker that is in our waters. She says Alaska plays a major role in the national Arctic strategy famous general by the name of General Billy Mitchell. And General Mitchell, back in 1935, said, I believe that in the future, whoever holds Alaska will hold the world. I think it is the most important strategic place in the world. Billy Mitchell said that in 1935, and I think it's fair to say that the future has arrived, because General Mitchell is absolutely right. Alaska is the most strategic place 
because of our location, because we are part of an Arctic nation, and because we're sitting right on top of the world, and we're sitting in the center of it. We're oftentimes, oftentimes on the front line of our nation's sovereignty and defense. Murkowski spoke on investing billions of dollars, now in core infrastructure, about national security investments and investments in the National Arctic Strategy. Pat Race is the owner of the Alaska Robotics Gallery downtown. He shares information on their fifth annual mini comic convention with events today, Friday, and their main event Saturday. It's like a Juno-sized comic book convention, bringing in a bunch of artists. I think we have 50-plus artists coming to town. A bunch of them will be exhibiting. We do these public-facing events for the community, so there's like a, an event at the City Museum on Thursday night. There's an event at the Mendenhall Library on Friday night. And then the, if you've been out to San Diego or seen any of the big conventions, this is small by, by comparison, but it's still a good-sized event for Juno. And so we'll be at the Alaska State Museum from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Ray says how this was possible. Thanks to our sponsors at the Juno Public Library, the Friends of the Juno Public Library, it's a free admission for everyone and a bunch of workshops and there's writing workshops and making comics workshops and all kinds of fun activities to roll up your sleeves and make things too. These are some of the people that will be there workshopping. One of the guys that's going to be there is a visual effects artist, so he's going to have a session, everything you ever wanted to know about visual effects, and he's going to talk about his career. And the woman who did the stop-motion animation Ted Lasso Christmas special, who designed all the characters and things for that, is going to be here, so she's going to talk about her process. The guys that do Chickaloonies, which is this really great comic that's based in Chickaloon, Alaska. And Raina Telgemeier is going to be here. She's probably the best-selling comics artist in the United States, 20 million copies of her books. There will also be free screenings of films at Goldtown Nickelodeon. And as Title 42 expires, Immigration and Customs Enforcement says a new program will put GPS monitoring anklets on families and put them under home curfew. ABC's Alex Stone reports. In a new program that ICE plans to implement soon, families that are detained on the border who then claim asylum will have ankle monitors put on the heads of households that come in for constant watch of their movements and they'll have a curfew put on them. It'll apply to migrant families who intend to head to Newark, Baltimore, Washington, and Chicago initially, and curfews will run from a 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. It comes in concert with another new policy that will limit asylum only to those who tried and failed to request refugee status in another country. Alex Stone, EBC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.